Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hockey fans, are you ready to Brave the Wild? With me, your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Brave the Wild is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Double Twist, not to mention Google Play Music as well now. Great to be on board with you today. Thank you for joining me. Always appreciate it. Well, the Minnesota Wild only played two games last week, and they've got, well, three out of a possible four points. So I guess kind of a little above 500, something like that. Bill Guerin's been frustrated with uh, how the Wild have been playing 500 hockey for an extended period now, going back to the last Tampa game, according to Michael Russo recently. And yes, if you just kind of look at the schedule and everything as well, you can notice that. Uh, what an awesome couple games for Marcus Foligno, though. Holy cow, just piling up the points. We'll talk about that in a little bit. I uh, love the continued solid play of Fiala and others. The goaltending is just becoming a bigger and bigger, you know, it's just not that good right now. Alex Stalock is what he is. He's a he, he's a backup goalie. He's not a starter. The only reason I would have had him as a starter is if it's, you know, we're kind of in a semi-rebuilding on the fly type of move. Rebuilding with big contracts, stuck with big contracts situation, which is kind of where we are in a lot of ways. But obviously the young guys are, are have been so good, it's not necessarily rebuilding. It's just kind of, you know, kind of semi Changing of the guard, so to speak. It's more like that than rather than uh, rebuilding. Changing of the guard, younger guys getting bigger roles, that type of thing. But uh, that's where I would be willing to trade Dubnik at some point. But at the same time, I don't know. Uh, Dubnik is now going to have another leave of absence for a few games, uh, tending to his wife's illness again. She's going through a procedure, apparently. So Kapo Kakinen, or should I say Kapo Kak... It is Kapo Kakinen. Kapo Kakinen <laughs> returns to the Minnesota Wild being called up again. I mean, it is what it is. God bless Devin Dubnik and his wife, uh, obviously. But at the same time, it's okay to say, it's okay to be honest to say the goaltending has not been real good. Um, Louis Belpedio also has been called up. Uh, Nick Seeler has been playing down in the AHL, which is understandable because when they say conditioning, stint, and such, well, I mean, he hasn't been playing at all. It's better than having him sit in a rot in the press box. Unfortunately, now Louis, Louis Belpedio has rotted in the press box the past few games. I think Louis Belpedio is pretty much on the NHL level right now, along with Brennan Mental. They're pretty much there. Sad part is, again, we can say it 100,000 times to us uh, hockey fans that pay attention to the game. They're both on, they both play on the right side. So, obviously, you can only have one or the other when it comes to Louis and uh, uh, 
Mr. Menel. So it is what it is. Nick Steeler, of course, left shot. Solid player. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets traded because obviously he deserves more ice time than he's getting. And we can't help that Carson Soucy is a legitimate NHL defenseman. And he plays the same spot, the left, and it is what it is. So I don't know. I always kind of had a feeling it was going to be Steeler versus Soucy, Steeler versus Soucy, Steeler versus Soucy. And for the longest time, it looked like Steeler had won that battle. But now it's looking like Susie's going to win the battle, uh, I, I, I guess. So that's kind of how it is. I mean, just uh, like a year and a half ago, Nick Steeler was playing on the second pairing for an extended period, and he looked the part. Susie's been playing on the second pairing forever now, and he, well, he looks the part. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Susie's been, been outstanding. Uh, Matt Bartkowski's been called up as well with uh, some... Uh, injury scares going on, bits and pieces here and there, guys, possibly missing some time. So, I don't know. It's frustrating. And it gets, it's, there's still been so many up and down injuries this year. It just is what it is. And that's kind of, that's, that's hockey. Guys get banged up and bruised and all that. Tell me about it with the bruising. I'm still bruised from the fall a couple weeks ago, but it's coming back. Uh, Kapo Kakinen, maybe he can help restore the goaling, uh, the goalie situation because he was pretty good for the most part, though he started. He started giving up the four or five goals a game for a while there, too, at the end there. Gave up, what was it, four goals against Edmonton. So, I don't know. That's the goalie situation right now. Uh, we're kind of in a transition period, I think, with the goalies. It's going to be a new goalie of the future not too long from now. As much as we all love Devin Dubnik, there's little to no chance he gets uh, he gets an extension with the Minnesota Wild. I, and, it's again, it's nothing personal. It's business. It's nothing personal. It's business. And I wouldn't be surprised if he'd like a different... Uh, uh, you know, if you'd like a change of scenery somehow, some way. I don't think it would, uh, though I suppose that would be tough at this moment with what's going on with his wife. That'd be extremely tough. He might end up like saying, screw it, I retire. Who who knows? Because if it gets serious enough. So, I don't know. Uh, let's look at the Winnipeg game last Saturday. It was just a quick back-to-back and then several days off here until tonight against the Calgary Flames. Minnesota Wild host the Flames this time around. Hopefully a better result. Though a very entertaining couple of games here, i got to admit. Both of them went into the overtime period. Ultimately, the Calgary game went to a shootout, which you got to think is a curse waiting to happen. <laughs> All those talented players in Calgary, and then it ends up being yeah, someone else. Marcus Foligno, what a great play. Early on, gets his fifth goal of the year. An even better play by Jule Eriksson Ek. Uh, Ek. What an awesome play. Conan, Ek, and Foligno. I mean, this line has been awesome. As again, you thought, you can't break up the geek squad. Are you crazy? The big rig. So he ends up moving up to the top line. Again, with, you know, guys have been out. Obviously, Zucker's been out forever. And, you know, sometimes Boudreaux wants to switch things up a bit. And, of course, again, with Zucker out, it, it, it kind of, yeah, <laughs> you just got to kind of rearrange things on occasion. Maybe certain lines aren't doing anything. So, and Greenway had been solid. He ended up getting a goal this week. But now Felino kind of joins the semi-geek squad here. In fact, yes, yes, he joins the geek squad. And the Geek Squad still looks good with Felino there. In fact, he's been downright outstanding. I think this is what would happen if Felino moved up to the third line rather than fourth. I was talking about it on the last show. The guy has skills. You know, he's obviously a physical player, uh, penalty kill wizard, and he's the kind of guy that could definitely wear an A on his chest. Not not a C, but an A. Uh, he's got skills. He really does. His passing is fantastic. His shooting, uh, he's got skills. He's got good hands. His skating. Obviously, his, his professionalism, his defense, but he can score. Uh, he can score in this league, I, I do believe. And I think he should be on the third. He's, he's, he is a third-line kind of guy. But, again, you know, guys are coming up, and they're third-line players. So, maybe it's like best-case scenario for everybody. 
especially if they get better. Obviously, Jules Erickson and Cunning become second-line players, or say Greenway, just flat-out Greenway becomes a second or, or top-six guy like he, he's playing right now with uh, you know the absence of uh, Zucker. Uh, maybe these three continue to play together on the third, or say Jules Erickson and Cunning go to the second line someday, and Marcus Foligno at least gets to be on the third, that type of thing. Foligno, you got to keep him long-term, I think. Uh, obviously, a semi-expensive contract, but... If he plays anything like he did this past week, he's absolutely worth his contract. He absolutely is, because you bring the professionalism. He doesn't make stupid mistakes. You know, he stands up for people, this and that. Yes, some of that's, you know, you know, oh, yay, you know, it's all dramatic. Yay, he stands up for everybody. But no, he's he's got a hell of a game underneath the un, underneath the toughness and physicality, like the grinder, that fourth-line grinder. He's, he's a better player than a fourth-line grinder. And uh, we're, we're seeing it more and more that he's moved up a little bit here. Uh, again, the Geek Squad, semi-Geek Squad, whatever it is, big plays here. Matt Dumba ended up getting a couple assists this week. Good for him. He still can't find the net, though. Obviously, nice release on his shot. He's been putting him on net. The accuracy's been, been there. It's been getting better. Uh, Felino and Dumba both getting an assist on one of the most spectacular plays of the whole season for the Minnesota Wild. I mean, absolutely awesome. This is after the usuals, Mark Shuffle and uh, Shifley and uh, Blake Wheeler end up scoring to put the Winnipeg Jets up 2-1. to one disappointing, and both on the power play. Uh, two power plays given up against Winnipeg. The penalty kill continues to stink for the Minnesota Wild. That's getting worse and worse. So right when I was praising Marcus Foligno on the power play, the Wild power play, uh, penalty kill, penalty kill, pardon me, uh, is 25th in the league right now, which is uncharted territory. I mean, we're talking like Todd Richards days here when the guy was like, you know, I mean, there was like no special teams. See, Lemaire was special teams a million percent, you know, obviously. And the neutral zone trap, it can go on forever with that. Obviously, very big on the power play and the penalty kill. And obviously, it's crucial times of the game. I mean, duh. You know, the man advantage is usually when a lot of stuff happens one way or another. You either shut him down uh, or you, you lose the game or, so to speak, vice versa. You either capitalize or you get shut down. That type of thing. Um, Wild's special teams have not been good at all. 20th in the power play and 25th in the penalty kill. It's basically been dead last in the penalty kill of late. Uh, big frustration there. But, I mean, awesome week again, this Geek Squad. Awesome week for these guys. Uh, again, you could call it like a, you know, two out of three ain't bad type of thing. Two out of three in the Geek Squad. But Marcus Foligno is better than a Geek Squad. <laughs> I mean, he's, 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 he's very much fitting with this group in a lot of ways, regardless of whatever you want to say. Again, the two power plays given up, extremely frustrating. But then you see Marcus Foligno, again, the nice feed from Dumba. You know, forward pass, so to speak, moving the puck forward. Puck mover, blah blah blah. He's got to get. He's got to get assist somehow, Dumba. Again, because even it's frustrating how his shots, his shots end up getting frozen most of the time, caught and then frozen by goaltenders. That's why he hasn't been getting as many assists this year. Uh, maybe the velocity isn't a hundred percent yet, still, because obviously you'd think there's going to be a lot of bounces, and that's how you can get a lot of his assists off of juicy rebounds. Uh, but Felino, Magic Johnson, my goodness, he looked like Magic Johnson out there. I mean, he skates over to the wall. Behind the back pass, Luke Cunning with a twirl. I couldn't believe it. Just the receive, he twirled and received the puck and just let it fly. That was about the most spectacular play of the year. I'm surprised the announcers didn't get a little more excited with that one. Uh, and this is again when we're scared to death. We're trailing in the game. You know, it's getting late in the third period. It's like, please, Lord, this team is putting in a hell of an effort. I mean, like 30 shots, 35 shots at, at this stage. And it's like, the, the Wilder outplaying Winnipeg, we're just not freaking capitalizing. It's so frustrating. And obviously, 
you know, the <laughs> goaltending by Hellebuck was pretty freaking good, and it usually is. Usually. Uh, that's one of the reasons why Winnipeg has beaten the Wild this year, but also the fact that their, you know, their scores have been capitalizing and their power play has been strong. That helps in a huge way also. But what a spectacular play. Felino to Conan. That was just beautiful. And then uh, certain players in Winnipeg thought Parisi interfered with uh, Hellebuck later on in the overtime period. But you know, it appeared he was pushed by a certain guy that we all remember very well. He was Parisi was pushed into a, <laughs> pushed into Hellebuck, and Hellebuck was hella frustrated, I suppose, and so were other players. Uh, that would be a guy by the name of Anthony Botano. <laughs> Remember Batetto? Who could forget? Batetto, Geppetto, Pinocchio, whatever they call him. Yeah, he, uh, you know, he accidentally pushed Parisi or intentionally pushed Parisi. Well, he pushed Parisi, but into the goaltender. So good job, Batetto. Good job. Uh, so the goalie interference was not called because, well, the defenseman of Winnipeg named Anthony Batetto pushed uh, Parisi into the net. And, uh, well, Eric Stahl scored his 16th goal of the year. That was very exciting in a game that looked like we were going to lose. We ended up stealing this one. Winnipeg does get a point out of it, but whatever. At least we got two, and that's awesome. You know, that's awesome. What a fun win. Maybe Winnipeg will end up uh, facing off with Minnesota in the uh, the Winter Classic next year because the Minnesota Wild have been awarded the Winter Classic at long last. It took 10 freaking years. The Dallas Stars got to host it before the Minnesota Wild. That's an insult. Yes, the Minnesota North Stars entered the NHL in 1967. The Minnesota Wild entered the NHL in 2000. It was the second six, so to speak, the Minnesota North Stars, but they're not the North Stars, though. They're the freaking Dallas Stars. But, I mean, okay, fine. You brought the Winter Classic to the South, and everyone can pretend it's cold outside because it's Dallas, Texas. We can pretend it's cold. I wouldn't even want to pretend. I don't want to sweat my freaking body off. and That'd be disgusting. Sweat's not a pleasant thing. I think it's gross, honestly. I think sweat is gross. It makes me just want to run to the shower in, like, ten seconds. I, I, I don't like sweat. <laughs> Though, of course, working out, it feels good. Playing, it feels good. But just sitting in the stands or standing and sweating, it's kind of gross. Um, um, phew, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> well, yeah, Dallas just kind of ended up whooping up on uh, Nashville. I didn't even talk about that, but, I mean, it's like, who cares? It's a, it was a pretty boring game, actually. And Nashville ends up firing Peter LaViolette, and they bring in John Hines, the former New Jersey Devils coach, since 2015. And, you know, here we go. We'll see if John Hines can uh, restore order in Nashville with Paul uh, Paul as the, uh, as the uh, uh, general manager, see what happens. Paul Fenton's not back there or anything. I don't think Paul Fenton's employed still. But, boy, um, <laughs> Wish we could have Paul Fenton as our assistant GM. Just just be an assistant GM and help uh, help out in the draft and just be a nice guy to Bill Guerin, you know, because uh, the guy is a pretty good drafting GM, isn't he? At least he was in the short period of time he was there. I mean, with Minnesota, with, with the exception of... <sighs> with the exception of uh, Johansson, the first pick that he ever made for Minnesota... Philip Johansson. I mean, whew. and who's to say he's bad? It's just he's not that... He doesn't stand out. Uh, just look at the drafts. Just look at the players he drafted. I mean, outside of Kaprizov, I mean, a lot of our top prospects are, you know, Fenton picks. So, pretty interesting. Uh, obviously, Matt Boldy's off to a slow start, and hopefully that changes. Uh, fun game against the Winnipeg Jets, though. Thrilling, thrilling Saturday evening victory for Minnesota. Then you get Sunday after the Minnesota Vikings... Ah, shock the world and defeat the New Orleans Saints. Check out the Purple Mafia show if you'd like to. Minnesota Vikings podcast if if you're interested. Maybe you're new to this show and you'd like to hear a Minnesota Vikings podcast as well. Check that out. 
We talk all about it there. Oh my goodness, the Vikings upset the New Orleans Saints in one of the most beautiful days ever. Mike Zimmer, masterful, and all that good stuff. But uh, So we're riding the high of that. I'm even recording the first segment, bits and pieces, and I have to kind of catch up on this Calgary game. <laughs> I'm, I'm watching it and all that. Oh man, back and forth. It was tough to keep up with because of, it was just goal, 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 goal. Minnesota ends up losing the game 5-4. to four. Uh, It was really 4-4. Four to four. It's considered as 5 because of the bleeping shootout. Calgary ends up getting two goals. Minnesota only one in the shootout. I, I hate shootouts. But, you know, what, what, what are you going to do? You know, I mean, mm, Ryan Donato had a very nice goal and all that. But other than that, Minnesota could not score against David Riddick. Uh, Riddick, Riddick, he was outstanding in the game. And then Dylan Dubé ends up winning it. Ugh, that was kind of lame. It is what it is, though. Derek Ryan, well... Derek Ryan right after Ryan Donato's goal. Minnesota would have won the game if uh, Alex Taylor could have made that bleeping stop, but of course he didn't. Of course he didn't. Then you get multiple chances. Hardman, Zuccarillo, Cunning, who had an awesome move. I mean, Cunning is getting good. You know, I've been you know I've been praising Felino on this show, and I'm going to continue to praise him because he had a really good game here. A couple goals. Kevin Fiala had an awesome power play goal as well from Suter's shot. Fiala kind of hustling in on the play on the power play. And then Milan Lucic ends up scoring against Minnesota for the umpteenth time. Come on. It's always Milan Lucic with Edmonton, now with Calgary. and uh, I'm sick of Milan Lucic, man. I, I'm sick of Milan Lucic. Is, is it okay to say? Sick of Lucic. Uh, Felino, big play there. Again, great pass by Jewel Erickson. What a jewel of a pass. Yeah, I know. Pun intended. Great play. <clears throat> Tic-tac-toe play with Cunning, Dumba, and Felino. That was awesome. Felino's two goals here. Dumba getting put in the puck on net. Felino kind of gutting it out, getting his seventh goal of the year. Now you're seeing Hamanek and Michael Stone score, guys that don't score all too often. But obviously with the way they, you know, their positioning and such, they're, well, you know, uh, their they're roles <laughs> and such. Uh, defensemen, <laughs> in this case. Uh, they both get their second and third goals of the season. That's true. That was a frustrating moment. Mike Giordano also... Uh, Ended up scoring to tie it up. That was extremely frustrating. That's after Giordano also made a pretty nice pass earlier on. <sighs> Very accurate play to help out the uh, the Calgary Flames down the stretch. But Giordano from Goudreau, that was a big one. Tape-to-tape situation. Lindholm finally picking up a couple points there. Lindholm had a couple points in this game as he'd been struggling to get on the board for Calgary of late. Uh, it's like they score goals, their goaltending is, you know, they're, they're kind of hot and cold, aren't they? Calgary's kind of been an up-and-down, hot-and-cold team. Their goaltending is just average. You know, I mean, David Riddich is an average goalie, but he was awesome in the shootout. Uh, ah, this game was not so good. This was the Alex Daylock game. Yeah, not so good. Um, Dubnik did did do very well. Uh, Dubnik was very so solid against Winnipeg, so it's like I can't trash the goaltending too much. He was awesome against Winnipeg. Big, big time plays. Obviously, he got beat twice, but only twice against a team that scored five goals against us multiple times this year. So, credit to uh, Dubnik. Unfortunately, he was one of the, he was he was the, the goalie early on when they killed us. Stalock has just given up a million goals a game nowadays. It's frustrating, but he did face a lot of shots. I mean, 37 shots. It was a very offensive-minded game. Defense just wasn't there in this game. It just, it didn't feel like it was there on both sides. Calgary's offense, they were focused. They were ready to go. I mean, this team had been struggling, and they're trying to break their way out of it. Um, they, they really were at the end of the day. Remember, they got shut out last time they played Minnesota. Devin Dubnik's first shutout of the season and the first shutout for any wild goalie at this stage. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, 
Actually, I do believe Stalock had one. But it's like hard to remember at this point because just we've been giving up a billion goals. Stalock did have a shutout. That's what I thought. Um, Dubnik finally got his first shutout. But, the you know, the goals against the averages are up in the moon. I mean, you get Alex Stalock as your leading guy with the lowest goals against the average of 306. Save percentage just above 90. Dubnik just under 90. So, I mean, it's a tough situation there. Kapanen has not obviously been in the net long enough. 2.96. That's nothing special either. After a strong start, you know, kind of got kind of started to drop off a bit. You know, reality started to kind of set in a little bit for Capo uh, Kakinen as uh, things kind of wore on in his five-game stint with Minnesota. Now he'll be back, definitely. I would put him in net if I could tonight. Uh, I, I didn't like the way Stalock played against... Uh, I didn't... I mean... Stalock was solid. I mean, he was solid here and there, but it's still four goals. He's just getting beat time and time again. Just not there on time, this and that. Obviously, he's a smaller guy. He has to move more. So when he does make a save, it looks more spectacular, even though it might not be. If, like, say, Dubnik's there, he doesn't have to move as much. So be it. It wasn't a spectacular save because he's, he's big enough, blah, blah, blah. That's why goalies are getting bigger. It's, like, easier for him, I suppose. Kind of a common sense thing. Um... Stalock is what he is. He's an average goaltender. Upper twos, low threes. I mean, that's just kind of who he is. And just reality's kind of setting in there. Uh, Dubnik's absence has been noted. It has absolutely been noted. Uh, like, Stalock had his hot runs because it's like, hey, he hadn't been in net. He doesn't get in net all that much, so he's got a lot of energy. But then when he becomes a regular goalie because of absence and this and that, it's, you know, <laughs> reality kind of sets in. And, uh, you know, the... the, the the real picture comes to the surface. It's just, you know, that's who he is. He's he's not bad, but he's not he's not good either. Uh, Cap, uh, Kakinen, hopefully, hopefully he's going to be better than okay. You know, he's not going to be just okay like Stalock and Dubnik have been this year. Hopefully he's going to be better. And we can at least have, uh, if not a permanent goalie of the future, a short-term goalie of the future, maybe someone else emerges and, and you know, puts him down as a backup. Uh, I don't think it's Robson right now. Obviously, he's not been doing as good in uh, Iowa. We'll get back to that. This was definitely a back-and-forth game. It was very entertaining. Obviously, again, Felino, couple goals. Dumba getting another assist here. Very nice to see that. Only 13 points in the season, but he's been quietly creeping up. Marcus Felino again, 16 points on the year. He's, he's on pace for, like, over 30, so good for him. 30, 35 points or so, so that's definitely a jump. Looking more like a third-line player if he keeps this up, and good for him. It's about time. It's about time. See, I think Hartman has skills as well, but I, I mean, I, I think he's a natural fourth liner, like Rask at this point. Um, I think he's a natural fourth liner, but I think Felino is more of a natural third. I think there's more to Felino than there than than we've seen thus far uh, because of his role. Uh, Greenway, obviously, again, he got his fifth goal of the year, which was a big moment. Frustrating to think it's only his fifth goal, though, with all that skill. Uh, so that's one thing to think about. Only five goals, but uh, he gave the Wild the lead with 237. Uh, not through the 37 remaining, but early in the third period, part of me, only two and a half minutes into the third period, and then Giordano ends up scoring on the power play very late. Uh, disappointing moment there. <sighs> what are you going to do? Disappointing moment indeed. Very disappointing moment with about five minutes remaining. You get to the shootout, or excuse me, the overtime, nothing happens, and then the shootout. Riddick made save after save after save. Donato scores, you think we're going to win, and then, well, you know, Derek Ryan's able to get past Stalock. Stalock just could not hold on on that one, unfortunately. So, frustrating loss for Minnesota. We did get a point out of it. We got a point. We got a point, but I don't know. I want more than a point in that situation. And, well, 
Not not happening. Minnesota will face off against Calgary tonight. So Mike Madonna award for this past week. It's Marcus Rolino with a bullet. The, uh, I mean, you know, is, is there really a moment where you get really pissed off necessarily for like a James Shepard memorial? Again, it's like I don't really want to get ticked off at anybody right now. Again, it's just the ongoing injuries and, and you know, off, off the ice stuff. It's like you, you, you can't help, so I'm not mad at anybody. Uh, it's, it's frustrating, you know. It's extremely frustrating. I mean, there's not a whole lot you can do. Uh, I don't know what to say at this moment for like a James Shepard Memorial. Just, you know, you just wish, you just wish the goaltending was a little better. You wish the defense in front of the goaltending was a little better. Clear the bleep and puck out. Freeze the puck. You know, like I said last show, uh, Felino showing showing up so nicely. I mean, he earned the Mike Madonna big time. Nice to see Cuevo back out there. Koivu's going to provide what he's going to provide. I mean, he's no star anymore. He never really was a star, but a solid player. Conan was awesome. I think he deserves a honorable mention for the uh, Madonna Award. He's the other guy, I think, without a doubt. Nice goal by uh, Stahl in the overtime period in the previous game. But, um, again, I, I, nobody stands out to me as like they stunk this week. Uh, and even uh, a guy that hadn't been productive has been productive in Matt Dumba. So I'll leave that one alone for now. We'll get back to... Uh, Talk about three games, Calgary, Vancouver, which has been a long time, and the Pittsburgh Penguins, and, and then we'll look at the prospects. back here on Brave the Wild. Going to give a quick shout out here as I did get a <laughs> I did get a positive review this past week and that Mega Man music is for you buddy. Uh, I appreciate it cuz remember how you were mentioning how you <laughs> you like the Mega Man music trying to load this here really quick. MN Soda 24. It happened on New Year's Eve apparently. This review uh, went up on iTunes. Can't thank you enough. Apple Podcast, iTunes whatever you want to call it. Headlines nice podcast and he put the five stars. I like your summaries of games and individual performances. You are informative and fun, and I love the use of Mega Man music. And thank you very much. So this one's this one's for you, the MN Soda Twenty Four. I got a couple apologies to make as well for last week's show. Uh, last week the show didn't get released until the evening when I got home from work because oh, actually no, it was the afternoon. Uh, Hipcast actually helped me out. Yeah, it got released in the afternoon, even though it was finished recording and supposed to be released in the later stages of the morning, which it will be today, God willing. Somehow, some way, I bumped something and it created a release date that was later on. So it was just going to sit there and in the queue until that day came. So that would have been a big mistake. I think it was going to be like midnight or something that, that same day. So much later, that would have been dumb. So I bumped something. That's why the show didn't pop up right away. And also, the, uh, the bumper music, I left it silent because I always have it silent when I'm recording so it doesn't interrupt me one way or another. So... So I don't make a mistake somehow. And I usually unsilence it before I, you know, like, turn the show into an MP3 file and blah, blah, blah. You know, upload it onto HipCast and such. So apologies for both of those things. And major shout out to MNSoda24. Thank you very much. And I love using Mega Man music. Uh, I always thought hockey players look like Mega Man. Or Mega Man looks like a hockey player. You know, with the outfits, you know, the, the jerseys, the sweaters and everything, you know. And the... And the 
and the helmet. I mean, Mega Man looks like a hockey player a little bit, doesn't he? So it's a perfect fit. I just kind of always felt that way. Mega Man and hockey go together so well, so well. So and the and the music just goes with the the sport too because it's such an aggressive sport. And games like Mega Man One, Two, and Three, especially, the music is just so energetic, and it's like, yeah, let's let's do this. So it fits hockey perfect, in my humble opinion. That and maybe like some of the Gradius or Gradius games back in the old days as well. Uh, I'm an old school gamer and uh, not much into the new games, so you can tell it's all very very retro stuff from the late '80s, early '90s. Okay, so let's get to the three games I got a preview. Just wanted to get that out there uh, again. A shout out, and of course, the reasoning for uh, using Mega Man music. Calgary Flames tonight on Jan 9th. Same old story. Calgary Flames again. Oh, goody. Well, this is the rubber match, folks, if I remember correctly. I do believe we only played three times. Yep, that's what I thought. Three times. Minnesota won game one, so to speak, in Excel Energy Center. Three to nothing with Dubnik and Nets. Dubnik will not be in that tonight. Shootout loss. Four to, you know, five to four technically. Even though it wasn't a goal against, it was a shootout goal against, but five to four technically. Four goals given up by Alex Stalock. I would like to see uh, Kapok cacking in the net tonight, but I doubt it. I'm guessing that's not going to happen, unfortunately. Calgary's now won three games in a row after they'd struggled mightily coming into that game. They'd been really struggling. Uh, they've beaten the Rangers. They'd be, they had beaten the Rangers three days before uh, coming to Minnesota, or excuse me, hosting Minnesota. This is messed up. This It was in Minnesota. So my apologies. Yep, it was in Minnesota. Yeah, my bad. Uh, come before coming to Minnesota, a five to four win, obviously, and then beating Chicago in Chicago last night. So a couple of road wins. Now they go back to Calgary. Yep, I'm. I got the. Yeah, I'm just looking at it wrong. I thought it was home, away home, but nope, nope. It's home, home away for Minnesota here now with Calgary. So our, our only visit to Calgary, Alberta. And the Wild, unfortunately, in our last five, we're two and three. So, again, we beat Colorado, which was amazing. We beat Winnipeg, but then lost to the Islanders, Toronto, and Calgary. I can't complain about who we lost to. It's just the fact that we lost. That's all. Um, I can definitely not complain about who we beat. Those are awesome wins. Tough schedule. When you look at the last five, Colorado, New York Islanders, Toronto, Winnipeg, and Calgary, you cannot tell me that's an easy schedule. Uh, People might say this, say that about the, the Calgary Flames. Calgary Flames are pretty good, you know. Um, you know, they're they're not bad. They got fifty one points on the year now. Um, they're still hanging in there. Blah blah blah. They're actually tied with the Edmonton Oilers, their arch rivals, and three points behind Arizona for the Pacific Division lead. So, don't sleep on the Calgary Flames if their goaltending situation gets a little more consistent and their scoring gets more consistent. That's pretty much what it is at them. I want Kakinen in that tonight. I really do. I I want Kakinen in that. Damn it. Uh, we all we talked about most of these guys last show. David Riddich is giving up almost three goals a game, but he does have two shutouts on the season. 91% save percentage, 2.81 goals against Matthew Tachuk, leading the tub in scoring and in injuring wild players as well, unfortunately. Luckily, he hasn't done it this year, thank God. Uh, this team, you know, I mean, they've underachieved a bit, but I think they're picking it up of late. Uh, Giordano's not on pace for a 50-point season like he was last year. He was more than 50. He got like 70 points last year. He was nuts. But the scoring in front of him was a big part of it. Uh, Lindholm, he's, he's been picking it up of late. He's, he's the leading goal scorer now, so good for him. A lot of years it's been Monaghan, and then now Tuchuk has been kind of the overall leading scorer. Johnny Goudreau is usually the leading scorer, but nobody's like a point a game like they were last year. Let's, you know, stop getting beat by Dylan Dubé and Milan Lucic. That would be great. Uh, Michael Froelich, a guy who almost was coming to Minnesota. All it was is a fax machine situation again. What's with the NHL and fax machines, anyway? I don't know. Uh, 
Mangiapani, Mangiapani, he's a player that's been solid for Calgary, kind of emerging as a, you know, like a, you could call him kind of a geek squad member for uh, Calgary. I don't know if he's a geek, but you know what I mean. Similar kind of role there. Third, third, fourth line-ish situation. It's an overall solid team. And, of course, we could talk about them forever. Sam Bennett's greatly underachieved. First-round pick years ago. He's not scoring at all. He's been banged up. Frustrating situation there with uh, Samuel Bennett of the Calgary Flames. Luckily, the Minnesota Wild have Luke Cunning and such. With the way Cunning has been playing, I think the Wild are... I think Cunning will be the most likely guy to score tonight. Ah, I don't like the Wild in Calgary, though. This almost never... It almost never works out, does it? I don't like the Wild in Calgary. It's, it's historically not been a good matchup. i got a crappy feeling the Flames are going to win the season series. I hope Kakinen's in net. If he's in net, there's a chance maybe we, we get the win here, but i got a crappy feeling. I, I don't think the Wild be, we be, beat Calgary tonight. I think it's going to be like 4-2, to 4-3, to three, something like that. But I think Calgary ends up winning the game. I just... I don't know. I think they're on a roll a little bit here. They'll get their fourth win in a row. And I don't know. Maybe Minnesota comes out firing. But I do think Cunning scores. I love the way he's been playing. He'll get his 11th goal of the year. And he's emerging. Just kind of like he was starting to with Iowa when the Wild called him up and kept him up last year. He was just starting to, to emerge with Iowa. It took a, it took a while, obviously. But um, Cunning is becoming a legitimate NHL player. I'm very, very pleased with what he's brought. Uh, third line or whatever it is, he's he's a he's a goal scorer. He's he's got he's got skills, uh, not like a goal scorer goal scorer like a 35, 40 point guy, four forty goal guy. But he's he's got to be twenty to twenty five ish, and of course the grit and the possible uh, uh, alternate captain or even team captain in the future. We'll see what happens. Uh, we will see what happens to that. But again, uh, Julerick's an extra one, more and more skills. If he doesn't score, the passing is becoming more and more of a factor. I think he's going to move up a bit as well. He's going to be a 40-50 point guy with his assists. And, you know, I mean, Eck has a skill too. Uh, but Cunning, I think, has like a little bit more natural goal scorer ability. We'll say, let's keep going. Calgary, we will not win the game in Calgary. That's just my painful thoughts. Uh, Sunday the 12th, Jan the 12th, hopefully we're celebrating the Minnesota Vikings getting to the NFC Championship game. If Kakanen's not in net versus Calgary, and I'm thinking he won't be, uh, I'd, I'd like him to be. But with a few days off, hopefully they give Stalock another crack at it. I'm sure he's chomping at the bit after getting beat with four goals, but I, I just think it's going to be more of the same. Jacob Markstrom, he's been in net for a while for Calgary, or Calgary, for uh, Winnipeg now. Obviously solid goaltender. He's, you know, it's another... Situation in uh, Vancouver, very similar to Calgary, very similar to Minnesota, where the goaltending is just okay. You know, I mean, years ago, obviously, Dubnik was an all-star every year. But they're scoring goals, though. Vancouver's getting better. They're getting a lot better. They're 11th in the league in goals. Fourth on the power play. Fourth on the power play, which could mean a loss for Minnesota on Sunday. Maybe another, like, yay, the Vikings won, and they're advancing in the playoffs. Hopefully they beat the 49ers. But, yeah, the Wild are going to stink and lose again. Oh, boy. The, the Wild could get swept this week. They easily could. Um, oh, boy. I'm, I'm scared. I, 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 I don't like this matchup. The way the Wild's penalty kill has been, I mean, you want to believe that they're going to get it together and shut them down, but, man, over 25% on the power play. That's that's incredible. Uh, fourth in the league. Jacob Marks, they're most likely to be on that. Otherwise, you got Thatcher, Demko, or Michael DiPietro. Michael DiPietro. <laughs> no, obviously no. He's not a legit. He's not gonna be up there. He's a minor league goalie at this stage. But uh, they're giving up almost three goals a game. Uh, Demko is giving up over three goals a game. No shutouts. Uh, only one shutout for Jacob Markstrom. He's just he's just adequate. He's like a band aid goaltender. He's your goalie for now until you get somebody better. That type of thing. 
It is what it is. Uh, but a pretty good group of players here. Brock Besser, like we're not even talking about him this year as much. Last year he got hurt later in the season, but he's been awesome. 40 points, 13 of them goals. Setting other players up. He's actually leading the club in assists. Elias Pettersson has been awesome. Uh, 45 points, over a point a game. He's a plus three. Vancouver's very much in the playoff hunt right now. We can't say playoff picture yet, but playoff hunt. They're they're better than us. They're better than us. They're better than the Sharks. They're eight games ahead of, or eight points, pardon me, ahead of the Sharks and only one point behind the Flames and only four points behind Arizona. That that division could go to anybody. I think Vegas wins it at the end of the day, but we'll see. Uh, watch Edmonton miss the playoffs because Vancouver's too good. We'll, we'll see. But there will be Canadian teams in the playoffs this year. Won't be another one of those years. Uh, Bo Horvath, just Mr. Consistency, Mr. Solid, 36 points. Awesome points, actually. I mean, awesome numbers for Bo Horvath. And the, uh, I'm kind of scared of this one. I'm scared of this one. Hopefully, Kakinen's in net against Calgary and the Wild get the job done or say Alex Daylock stands on his head and the Wild score like crazy again. It could be actually a pretty good good, good game for Minnesota at the end of the day. Maybe it'll be, it'll be another back and forth, 4-4 four to four type of game at the end of the day. Or maybe the Wild squeak it out 4-3. to three. Maybe overtime or whatever it is. Something like that. Uh, with Dumbo with the win. But I think uh, Cunnan is going to be the goal scorer against Calgary. Oh, Vancouver. I'm scared of this one. Wild have not played well against this team forever. Uh, it's been a long time. This is a season opener between these two. You know, series opener. So only three games because they're Pacific Division. Jan 12, Feb 6, Feb 19. So it'll go by pretty quickly. In about a month, this series will be over. Minnesota's got two home games again. Well, don't rain on our don't rain on our NFC Championship game parade, Minnesota. Get to go out and get the job done. I mean, I think if you're going to win a game this week, at least win this one. We'll see what happens. I don't know, man. This this could be a bad week. Oh, this could be a real. This could should be shaping up for an for a for a, for a losing streak. It it could be, maybe squeak out a point here and there. But oh, I got a bad feeling about this game because of the power play situation. Oh, man, man. I I don't know. <laughs> I'm struggling. Most likely guy to score in this game for the Wild. Uh... Uh, <laughs> let's go with Jules Jul Erickson Atkin. No, I, I don't think it's going to be him. I think somehow, someway, I'm going to go with Spurgeon. I think Spurgeon is the most likely guy to score against the Vancouver Canucks. Oh, I'm going to step out in good faith. 4-3 to three win for Minnesota. Maybe we come out with a great amount of energy. Maybe we're like, yay, Vikings are doing good. We're going to keep this, this, uh, we're going to keep this train rolling. Because I'm just hoping and believing the Vikings can beat the 49ers. <laughs> yep, I'm talking about it on this show. 4-3 to three win for Minnesota. I mean, one of these two between Vancouver and Calgary, it's going to be, they're both going to be higher scoring 4-3 to three type games. And I think we split them. So I'll go with the Vikings, or Vikings, the Wild beat the uh, Vancouver Canucks. And the most likely guy to score in this game will be Jared Spurgeon. So we'll inch past them. Uh, Vancouver had won four games in a row against L.A., not surprising. Calgary, 5-2 to two beat Calgary in Calgary. Impressive. 7-5 to five demolition against Chicago. 2-1 to one gutted out versus the Rangers. And then they got demolished by Tampa Bay. 9-2, to two. good game by Tampa Bay. Wow, nine goals. Whew, incredible. Well, we'll see how Vancouver responds. Maybe that's a bad sign that Vancouver might be on a little downtrend. So hopefully the Wild can go out and uh, get the job done. Versus the Vancouver Canucks. Who do they play between now and then, though? Uh, wow, a couple of games. At Florida, at Buffalo. That could be a rough road trip because Florida's always tough. Buffalo's, Buffalo's what they are. They're all over the place. That'll be a matinee on Saturday. Ugh, 
That's not it. I don't like that. <laughs> I wouldn't want to play on that noon. Ugh. And then uh, three in the afternoon against the uh, Minnesota Wild. Um, I think the Wild win this one. Spurgeon scores. So let's keep moving. Pardon me. I just love talking hockey. Can you tell? Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, three Stanley Cups for uh, Sidney Crosby. Two of them fairly recently against San Jose and the Nashville Predators. Tristan Jerrys. I finally get to talk about him a bit. Wow. He has been unbelievable in that for the Pittsburgh Penguins. He'd been, you know, obviously Matt Murray's been kind of the established starter, but he's just another one. I mean, just chalk him up. He's another average goalie right now. You know, the, you know, like Dubnik's been chalked up as an average goalie. He's been an all-star. Matt Murray's been an all-star. Markstrom's an average goalie. David Riddick's an average goalie. Matt Murray's just another one. Another one in the blender of average goaltenders. 2.92 goals against average. Will he be a net? Well, hopefully for the Minnesota Wild sake he is, and the Wild take advantage. But Tristan Jerry, he might be the, the Binnington of Pittsburgh. If Pittsburgh wins the Stanley Cup, I think it's because of Tristan Jerry. Uh, he's been unbelievable. Jerry, Yari. Uh, two goals against three shutouts on the year. I mean, Binnington, I'm telling you. He's, <laughs> there's a 93 save percentage, 14-6. and six. He's been outstanding, as they say. But unfortunately, Jake Gensel is done for the season. He is playing like an all-star over a point a game. 30, in 39 games, he had 43 points, plus 11, 20 goals. Jake Gensel leading the Pittsburgh Penguins of all teams in scoring. And he's had to with Sidney Crosby missing a ton of time as well. So maybe that would be why the Wild would win the game because, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, it's two pretty important players have been missing for an extended period. Obviously, of course, no more... Uh, Jake Gensel, that was very, very disappointing. Very, very sad. Uh, shoulder injury for Jake. He is done for the season, four to six months. Oh, Jake. Oh, Jake. That's so, so, so sad. Uh, Mike Gensel's son, of course, former Gophers uh, uh, assistant head coach, basically, with uh, Don Lucia and all the way back into the Wooger days. Oh, Jake. Mm, mm. He was born in Omaha, Nebraska, because uh, Mike Gensel was in Nebraska for a while there. Oh, man, when he, before he came back to Minnesota. Oh, Jake, I feel for you, buddy. Big shame there. Um, Jake, obviously, born in Omaha, but grew up in Minnesota, mostly. Whew, that sucks. Hell of a player. Ugly number, 59, but <laughs> he's a good player, man. Uh, Third-round pick that ended up being an awesome player. I wish the Wild could get more guys like that. Hopefully, Kabrizov ends up being that in the fifth round. Chris Letang has been all-star caliber all season, uh, though he's been banged up. I mean, Pittsburgh's just, they're, they're always injured. Uh, if any, Malkin, uh, 10 more points than games played. He's been unbelievable. But again, he's missed about 13 games on the season. Uh, Penguins are very much in the mix. They're only eight points behind Washington. It was the best point total in the league. So obviously they're elite. Pittsburgh is what, 14 games above 500. Yeah, they got another golfer. Nick Bukestad. Bukestad. Well, not another golfer. What's his name? Wasn't on the golfer's. Uh, <laughs> what's his name? Gensel. They sure could have used his help, though. So what's going on with the season series with the Pittsburgh Penguins? I had it up, and I... Oh, I'm still in Vancouver over here. Pardon me. Um, yeah, that's doing nothing here. So I apologize with this. There we go. Yeah, Pittsburgh Penguins. Man, they are... They're very much in the mix, but again, the, the, uh, the injuries... Have been a problem with Pittsburgh pretty much since like time began. This one will be on NBC Sports on Tuesday, Jan the fourteenth, one month ahead of time before my, you know, Valentine's Day. Yay! <laughs> Looking at the season series of humanly possible, this thing was just <laughs> this thing was acting up a little bit. That's my own fault. Yeah, well, that's right. We gave up seven goals against Pittsburgh. Awful night. Way back on October the twelfth, when the Wild were just terrible and a home game. It was our home opener, and it was like here we go, and then kablooey. It was demolition time. 
Hopefully the Wild can respond. Um, I'd like to step out in good faith and believe the Wild can beat the Pittsburgh Penguins in Pit, uh, in Pittsburgh, because obviously it's not a home game. Matt Murray stopped. Uh, you know, Matt Murray gave, did give up four goals in the game. He's very mediocre. Uh, and then Dubnik and Stalock, rough game. Dubnik gave up five goals, and even Stalock gave up one later, but was steadier. But Pittsburgh is so far ahead, it was like whatever. And, of course, the empty net goal was the seventh goal of the game. Susie was already very much established. And Dumbo was what he was, you know. I don't know why I'm bringing that up. But, you know, starting off the season slowly, which is still slow for his standards. Oh, man, where do I go with this game? Seventh in the league in goals. Fifth in goals against because of Jerry. Power plays only 21st. That's good. Penalty kills in the middle around 12. And uh, they're pretty good about staying out of the box. Sixth in the league there. Oh, man. And, yeah, because I don't see Pittsburgh as a physical team. They're a skill team. No Gensel is... uh. You know, it's like, what's going to happen with uh, the whole situation? They recently beat, beat Vegas. That would be an interesting Stanley Cup final. God, would I be cheering for Vegas, though. I don't want Pittsburgh to win. I like that they're wearing a more retro look of late. Vegas ends up losing 4-3. to three. Yep, Christian Jerry, very solid night. I mean, he's, to me, he's got to be the, he's got to be the goalie. It looks like, again, like, uh, we will not be having to worry about uh, Sidney Crosby on this one. Wild need to take advantage. Seriously, we, we need to take advantage. I mean, it's, you know, to me, there's almost no excuse. Pittsburgh's been kind of back and forth. Ottawa 5-2 win. Who, who, who doesn't beat Ottawa? They lost to the Sharks. Ugh, they beat Montreal 3-2. Lose to Florida 4-1 and then beat Vegas 4-3. So maybe if it's loss, win, loss. So if the, the, uh, you know, if the, if the pattern continues, Minnesota will beat Pittsburgh at home. That'd be amazing. Uh, hopefully that ends up being the case. Uh, if Tristan Jerry's in that, though, I don't think... I, I don't know. I'm not that hopeful at this point. I'm, I'm not that hopeful. But if it's kind of a back-and-forth thing, you put Matt Murray back in there, I think the Wild can win the game. We can, we'll, we'll, we'll score four goals. Uh, we have been one of the better goal-scoring teams. If it's Tristan Jerry, though, I think the Wild end up losing, like, 2-1, to 3-2. to two. It's going to be low-scoring. Most likely guy to score will be Zach Parisi. I like Zach Parisi against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, I just got that vibe there. Kind of an old thing with the New Jersey Devils and just many years with Minnesota, obviously. Uh, I think the Wild, boy, it really depends. Boy, it depends. Because, I mean, it was a totally different team that was playing against the Wild back in October. Totally different group. Jerry wasn't the goalie. Genzel, you know, I mean, well, yeah, Genzel was playing, you know, that would help. That would help a little bit. They still have a lot of scores, though, even without them. But, uh, I don't know, they're not as good. It's going to be a tough loss for them. They're kind of a 500 team right now. Maybe the Wild don't beat Vancouver. I don't know, but I'm going to step out in good faith. Minnesota is going to beat the Pittsburgh Penguins, something along the likes of 4-3, to three, and uh, Zach Parise will be the most likely guy to score. So with that said, we'll take a, we'll not take a break, but we're going to jump right into the prospects right here, right now. And as per usual, we always open things up with the Iowa Wild. Sam Honest. I have Sam Honest and Gerald Mayhew. That's all I got to say about the Iowa Wild. I mean, good lord, uh, it's too bad that they're stuck down in Iowa because both of them could be, you know, Gerald Mayhew could be bottom six, Sam Honest could be top six. Oh, what a crying shame! Twenty-six years old each. I mean, Sam Honest eight points in the last three games, unbelievable. Uh, three assists recently against Rockford and against Chicago, and uh, <laughs> man, he went to San Diego. 
three assists against uh, Rockford, three assists against Chicago, and then uh, San Diego, two goals. Sam Honest now 20, uh, 39 points on the year, 28 assists, 11 goals. Unbelievable. Gerald Mayhew just continues to pile up the goals. Both of them are right shot uh, guys. They could Either one of them could play on Minnesota right now, and they would fit right in. It's just you don't want to mess up some of the lineup, but uh, well, shoot. But that, with uh, Jason Zucker out, again, he plays on the other side. But, but you got guys that play, you know, they're left, left, left-handed. Uh, Fiala tends to play on the right side all the time, and he's been successful, even though he's left. Uh, same with uh, Zuccarello. That's just, you know, that's just how he is. He wants to be on that side. Um, but my God, I think these guys deserve a crack. Uh, Sam Honest has just been crazy good. He's been tearing it up, and I, I, I was been awesome. Uh, nothing short of awesome. Connor DeWeer continues to chip in here and there. Now he's at eight total points. He got his fourth goal. Connor DeWeer most recently. And a uh, guy that's been a little bit better, including uh, Nick Steeler adding a couple of assists in the last two games here. He had one game going into last week. Got a little stint there. But now, yeah, he's getting some more time in Iowa. A couple of assists, so good for him. Get a little confidence up. And Matt Robson's confidence has been coming up, too. He's had a couple of solid games. Only two goals given up in a row. Uh, two games in a row. Goals against average has dropped about .2. So down to 2.81 now for Matt Robson. Good for him. Uh, got his, uh, his record up to 7-7, seven and seven, where Cabo Cockadin would be a really good football team. 13-3. <laughs> Derek Brembo has been called up again, though, unfortunately, as Cockadin has been called up to the National Hockey League. So Derek Brembo, Berbo, Berbo, pardon me, Berbo, who was doing outstanding for the ECHL, but not so good necessarily in Iowa thus far. He'll be the backup for Robson because Cockadin's now hanging up Hey, hanging out here in Minnesota. It is what it is. Uh, there's some Allen American fans that are pissed off at uh, the Iowa Wild for calling up their players, but well, I mean, that's professional hockey. Guys get hurt or whatever, and somebody has to go up, or maybe somebody's doing real good and they, they get promoted. What the hell? I don't know why somebody would complain and say that, but I get it. I mean, Allen's been awesome. Uh, of course, Tyler C. he's also been up with uh, the Iowa Wild of late, but uh, not a whole lot going on there. Two games so far. Iowa. Nothing going when he's been dominating the ECHL. We'll get to the ECHL very shortly, but uh, good to see guys like that. Belpedio has been up and down. It looks like he's back down in Iowa again. Stuck at 13 points thus far. Menel's at 25. He did not score in any of the points recently. Nico Sturm continues to chip in, and he's just kind of moving up, moving up a bit. Good for him. I think, again, he's a legitimate uh, you know, third or fourth line center in the NHL one day. Honest and Mayhew, boy, I think honestly they could be uh, very productive players in the NHL. Maybe not stars, but productive players. Um, again, maybe Honest is just too small, and Mayhew's only 5'9 also. They're both smaller guys, but man, they're sure as hell great AHL players. It's a crying shame. Uh, they've been so freaking good. I'm very happy to see their production of late. Let's uh, check out those uh, Allen Americans a little bit. Uh, how are guys like uh, <laughs> yeah, obviously she, he's she was dominating, but now again in the AHL instead. Uh, Jack Sadik's now up to 15 points. He had added a couple. He had another goal and an assist recently. Now three goals on the season. 15 points. Good for him. And Boca finally came back and added his seventh assist on the year. Good for him as he's been out with injury. Only 21 years of age, so he's still got a chance to be something uh, more of a sealer type, kind of a physical defenseman. I think Sadik, is, he's kind of an all-around guy, a little more of a mix. And he's a taller guy, too, at 6'3". So that can be good. Uh, he's kind of an all-around defenseman. Solid defensively, but uh, definitely can provide some offense. Uh, so, Sadik, it's a long climb to get to the NHL. But he's definitely a, he got AHL capabilities, i got to say. Uh, Barabo has really been struggling everywhere, honestly. Uh, so, Chenko has been the main goalie. 
for Iowa most of the season. Other than Jake Patterson's not been so hot, but still good record because they're scoring like crazy. They're kind of like a super Calgary, scoring like crazy, but mediocre goaltending in, in Allen. So I don't know. I don't know why they're complaining so much about guys moving up. Um, first off, still been outstanding. He's been awesome, uh, generally speaking. A lot of people excited about him. 13 points for Connecticut thus far. Again, the winter break's coming to an end now, and things can move forward. Kovanov has been, you know, out, has been unbelievable in the tournament and such. Uh, what a run for him! Again, two points a game in two points a game. Pardon me in uh, Montcon for the Wildcats, uh, but then eight points in the uh, under twenty World Junior Championships. Eight points in seven games. Three of them goals plus three. Very strong play and. Yeah, he ended up uh, getting a silver, so now he'll be heading back to Quebec here very soon. Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, anyway. Moncon Wildcats. <sighs> See what happens there. Hoping for the best. Sam Henches at 22 points now on the season. Over a point a game. Love what he's brought for the St. Cloud State Huskies. Again, they've struggled a bit. They're getting a little bit better. Uh, again, lost to the Gophers, though, most recently in the Mariucci Classic. Go Gophers. That was nice. Uh, there was in the final game of that little, uh, you know, four little final four tournament, you could call it. But uh, Sam Hanches has been so great. And uh, the conversation is just going to continue and continue with him. It's going to continue. Philip Johansson stuck at only three points in 22 games. Very quiet. And he's a minus eight for Lake Sands. That's where he's been in the Swedish Hockey League at this stage. So Philip Johansson, only 19, though. So still, you know, there's still a chance he might end up being something. Ah, uh, what was the one... The guy everybody's been talking about. Beckman. That's what everybody's been talking about. Of like just, you know, getting comparisons to Leon Dreisettle of, of Germany, of course. Uh, same statistics, same age, 18 years of age in the WHL, same league, same uh, statistics, all kind of adding up. So hopefully, hopefully the Wild got a gem here in Adam Beckman. Um, it's tough to gauge, but he has been about two points a game in the WHL, and he's only 18 years old. The Spokane Chiefs. 61 points. Again, conversations ongoing. He's a plus 26. He was a plus 19 last year, uh, but still less than a point a game. Uh, almost a point a game. But um, it's going to be fascinating to keep up with Adam Beckman. He's a left shot, uh, left winger there. So, you know, maybe he'll be replacing Jason Zucker eventually. Young guy, obviously, still only 18 years of age. He'll turn 19 on May the 10th. Taken just last June by uh, Paul Fenton and co. I'm telling you, man, Paul Benton might have done a hell of a job here. If Beckman's anything like he's projecting out to be, he might be a hell of a player, and that that's really nice news. Minnesota needs guys like this so badly. So freaking badly. Uh, lots of encouragement there. 29 goals in 37 games. He is just tearing it up. He might give 100 points, just like uh, Leon Dreisaitl did in the WCHL. WHL, pardon me, in, uh, at, at age 19, 18. Uh, unbelievable run. For uh, Adam Beckman thus far. He's been the prospect of the week. He's just been like eight, nine points a, a week lately. Just unfrickin' believable. And just like, uh, man, Sam Honest, like eight points in the AHL last week. That's your AHL player of the week without a doubt. Even though Mayhew actually, you could kind of give it to both of them. Mayhew's been like about seven, eight points as well in a, in a mere week. And Iowa's been playing much, much, much better. So, awesome. Awesome. Uh, even with the absence of Kakinen. Nice to see Matt Robson kind of settling down in that again after he started super good and then dropped off and you know really ran into some some uh, ran into some trouble and now he's super good again so great great news there uh, mostly the collegiate ranks we're going to try to get caught up with that as uh, they start playing again it's been kind of up and down guys have been kind of in and out again with winter break Christmas break whatever you want to call it I call it Christmas break 
Kirill Kabrizov still hanging around about a point a game, 19 goals, 19 assists in 40 games for CSKA Moscow of the KHL, which is a legitimate professional hockey league over there in Russia. Um, again, continued conversation is he does want to come. He's ready to roll in April, and that's basically where we're at. He, you know, that's where we're at. He's a plus 12 on the season. Number's not as sexy overall as last year, necessarily, in terms of the plus-minus, but his, his, his projected total points will be higher, though. Uh, than last season. Uh, more consistency. Not uh, Last year he had like about nine more goals than assists. This year he's right even. He's just uh, becoming an overall outstanding player. And can't wait to see him. Age 22. He will be 23 possibly by the time he signs at the Minnesota Wild and ready to roll. Like, right about that age of a young guy in the NHL ready to rock and roll. He won't be this, you know, super duper young guy who needs to develop in, in wherever for, for two or three years. He he has developed. It's, it, it's time and can't wait to see Kirill Kaprizov in uh, the, the Christmas colors as they call it. With that said, that should be about it for now. Going to give some shout outs of course at Brave the Wild is the Twitter account. Absolutely. Thank you so much Vinrock, Vince Germano, Antone Brown for retweeting the most recent show. God bless you guys for doing that and retweeting it out to your friends at Brave the Wild. Facebook.com forward slash BraveTheWild.Minnesota is the Facebook page. Do look that up and uh, do follow it or like it, whatever, and conversate with me on there if humanly possible. Always appreciate that. I think there was a little fan fan interaction on there. So while that's loading, I'll give some more shout-outs to uh, MNW Prospects. MNW Prospects, I'm an admin on that page. I'm very happy to be that. Can't thank you enough to uh, Pavel Bonnet, Justin Back, Merrick Skybaugh. Justin Back is local here. Merrick Skybaugh, and of course Paolo Bennett from the Czech Republic. They keep up with the Minnesota Wild prospects and the Minnesota Wild in general. Been just, you know, gushing about Adam Beckman. He's just been beautiful. He's been awesome. Uh, of course, Sam Honest, definitely the AHL Player of the Week, the Iowa Player of the Week. He's been uh, absolutely awesome. I can't uh, say enough about how Sam Honest has been and feel bad for him that he's stuck in the AHL. I, I really am. Uh, again, Kakadin was recalled under emergency conditions. I thought there was another thing, but I guess there isn't. Maybe that was last week of the oh the winter classic, and I didn't yeah I didn't <laughs> uh, I didn't bring it up uh, there it is host the winter classic yep couple comments here let's see what they say here uh, where did it go come up dang it there we go Anthony Rongo says great Leon Olson says I will be there so very cool so you'll be there Leon Olson good to hear so just a couple of very brief comments there not a whole lot to say but uh, thank you guys guys and our guy and gal there for. Uh, having some conversation and being excited about the uh, Minnesota Wild, maybe hosting the Winnipeg Jets, Colorado Avalanche, St. Louis Blues, not the Blackhawks, okay? Screw the Blackhawks. I don't want to get beat. Fudge that. So (laughs) that's a bunch of crap. Pardon me. I almost dropped an F-bomb there. It's a bunch of nonsense. Um, I I shouldn't be... I would not swear on this show. That'd be not cool. At least not that word. Hell and damn is what it is. With that said, can't thank you enough. MN Soda 24, thank you so much. Anybody else out there that loves the show... Uh, maybe you're new to it, but you're like, oh, I, I like this. Please give a positive rating if you could on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, whatever it is. I'm, I know you can on Apple Podcasts. On the others, I'm not 100% sure, but if you can, that would be great, and I'll greatly appreciate it. And I'll give you a thank you and shout out on there. Uh, thank you so very much. Again, uh, Minnesota Wild Global. Also, highly recommend you join that page for in-game threads. Minnesota Wild discussion. Pavel Bonnet often posts uh, stuff from MNW Prospects on there as well. Uh, with the prospects immersions prospect of the week and all that we're, we're all working together it's good stuff we're all friends it's awesome uh scott cavendish founded minnesota wild global thank you so much for that uh, 
Chad Walski, what an awesome guy. You know, keeps up with this show, uh, keeps up with the prospects, loves the Wild. He's a big piece of that uh, Minnesota Wild Global page as well. Chance Kostick, David Kostick, big, big members of that page also. Uh, always keeping up with everything. Love you guys traveling across the country, keeping up with the Wild on the road, some of you. I My schedule doesn't add up for that, and my bank account doesn't add up for that at this point. But, uh, well, and it would be hard to do the show, too. I, I'd find a way. I wish. I wish I could be like Michael Russo traveling across with the team and setting up my, my laptop and doing podcasts in hotels. That'd be awesome. I wish I could do that. That'd be like a dream. You know, I don't have to worry about this stupid job anymore. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? And have like a real job like that, a real fun, a fun job like that covering our Minnesota Wild. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. If you, maybe if you know somebody out there that can hook me up with that kind of job, let me know. <laughs> Paladino Live at Yahoo.com is the email. Of course, there will be links to all the uh, the Facebook page and the Twitter account and all that, and uh, MNW Prospects Facebook page. There'll be links to that in the show description, without a doubt. Uh, other last thing, maybe if you could join me with uh, audio submission, it would be great to have you on board. Use your smart device. There's a free voice recording, uh, free voice recording application, pardon me, on every smart device on the planet. Simply click on it, click record, treat it like a phone call, save it, and email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com. I will then convert it into an MP3 file thanks to zomzar or converto.com. They provide a free service for me, so I'm more than happy to give them a free plug. So it is what it is there. Uh, thanks again. Hopefully the Minnesota Wild end up being at least 2-1 this week. Maybe get things going in the right direction and keep looking forward to these exciting prospects. As I don't think uh, I don't think the cupboards are bare. I really don't. Uh, hell of a job by Paul Fenton. I just wish he had better people skills. But ooh, uh, Bill Guerin's brought a much better attitude to this team. There's no doubt about it. It's like the best of both worlds. Like imagine if Paul Fenton was kind of helping out with the draft behind the scenes. Uh, but Bill Guerin was the guy running the show, uh, generally speaking. You know, the, the face of the franchise, so to speak. And then, but then Paul Fenton's like the, you know, he's the he's the he's the geek in the in the office, uh, running the draft and such. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. The draft, looking at the prospects and such. I think he could have been pretty good at that. Maybe him and uh, him and uh, Tom Curvers could have worked together behind the scenes. Maybe like two assistant GMs. I wish it could have been that way. <laughs> Just, uh, Paul Fenton, you don't have to really deal with anybody much. Just kind of do your thing. Be a super scout because <laughs> obviously he's a pretty good one. Uh, it is what it is, though. Hopefully Tom Curvers can keep it coming uh, for Minnesota for a while. Maybe that's uh, what Tom Curvers can do. Obviously, he worked with Tampa Bay, and look at them. Look at all the good players they've uh, uh, accumulated over the years. So with that said, we will step away now for a week. We'll continue to talk Minnesota Wild Hockey next Thursday. Take care, everybody. And this time, the show will be up on time, God willing. <laughs>